Have you thought about starting your own podcast? Well, if you have, then you want to download Anchor. It's the easiest way that you can make a podcast. They give you everything you need in one place, and it's absolutely for free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, like on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and others. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So if you were thinking of starting your own podcast, you want to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. How we doing? This is Rob. <laughs> How we doing? This is Rob Foster with RBF Fitness and Nutrition. People upgrade their iPhones, they upgrade their Androids, they upgrade their laptops, but yeah. they're operating with the same brain that they operated with for the last decade. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. You know why you do what you do. So racism, it's out there, but it doesn't have to stop you. Just because somebody might look at you a certain way, that doesn't have to stop your forward progress. Where well, you have to eliminate the excuses. You gotta make that game plan say, for me to get to that point. Right. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Here we are with episode number 84 of Shut Up and Grind with your host, yours truly, Robert B. Foster. So before we get into this show, we got to talk about the upcoming show. All right. So we have a new debate show. It's going to be starting June 7th. I have five guests that will be joining me every Monday at 11 a.m., and I'm already booking out to the end of September, and most of these people don't even know the topics yet, <laughs> but these people are just, they're in, they're ready, and they're fired up for this show. This one's going to be streamed exclusively on YouTube, okay, so you want to look for, the title is We Bought to Get Deep, where we're going to have rational conversations about controversial topics. Okay, keyword there is rational. It's not going to be a scream fest. We're going to have grown-up adult conversations about these hot-button topics that people are afraid to tackle out in the public. You all know I ain't scared. So that starts June 7th. All right, you guys know about the grind gear? Shut up and grindgear.com. We got tank tops. We got capris. We have hats. We got face masks. We have all that stuff, and that is just another way to help to help the show. For those of you guys that tune in the four days a week, I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. When I started this, I didn't know where it was going to go. And because of you guys, we're in up to 18 different countries right now. 18. And I have guests from all over the world coming on. But the thing that's in common with all of these guests is that everyone wants to be happy. Everyone wants success. And everyone understands that you have to grind. Okay, so for today's topic... We're going to talk about living life through a lens of hope. And yes, Scotty, I took your, your title. All right. So we're going to look at life through a lens of hope. And helping me have this conversation 
is a fellow speaker, and this young man's passion is to educate people on the importance of their own mental health while providing them with legitimate practices to acknowledge, identify, and overcome negative thinking that holds them back. Through a combination of cognitive behavioral therapy practices and a compassionate touch, he aims to inspire others by using real-life stories, motivating examples, and fact-based strategies. He feels that validating one's own struggles is the first step towards breaking through the negative strongholds occupying the mind. So welcome to the show, Scott Prendergast. Come on down. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Robert. I'm so happy to be on the Shut Up and Grind podcast with you. I'm so excited. Awesome. Glad glad to have you, and I love the enthusiasm. Keep that energy high. Always. <laughs> this is what I do. I can't turn it off. People say, hey, Scott, can you like turn it down a little bit? I'm like, unfortunately, I cannot. <laughs> <It's just me. laughs> yeah, one of my PT clients asked me this morning. She's like, do you drink coffee? I was like, do you think I need coffee? <laughs> I was like, I don't need that stuff. <laughs> I totally get that. People like you and I, Robert, we're, we don't need coffee. We're our own coffee. Just the way that yes. we are, we got that passion burning bread. <laughs> yep, just wake up ready. Stay ready. <laughs> exactly. All right, so who is Scott? Yeah, I love the question, Robert. So Scott Prendergast, let me tell you, he, he's an interesting character. So <laughs> Scott is somebody who is passionate about helping people. And I think about my own experience and, and what I've been in through in life. And I want to take everything that I learned and I want to incorporate it into other people's lives as well. I want to help people to realize that, look, no matter what is going on in your life, no matter how dark things get, there is always hope to be found. Now, sometimes we got to dig into the ground to dig up that hope. Other times we got to shut up and grind a little bit more to find that hope. But at the end of the day, there is good to be found in every single situation. And that's what I'm passionate about. And I want to help, help people to realize that they can live the type of life that they want to live and that they can find that happiness right where they are right now. So Scott is somebody who loves to teach, somebody who wants to inspire, and somebody who's always ready to learn as well. Because I think one thing for me is I want to make sure that I don't get caught up in myself thinking I know everything, <laughs> but I want to be able to take from other people and add it to myself as well so I can further along help other people too. So I think in a nutshell, Scott Prendergast is passionate, he's enthusiastic, he's uh, compassionate, and he's caring. And he wants to touch as many lives as he can while he's on this earth. Awesome. Love it. So one of the key things you said there was, you know, about not thinking you know everything and that always down to learn. So this is my, my nice little pink notebook here. So I have this in, for every show, and it's loaded with notes that I take from every single speaker that comes on. Wow. You know, cause look, cause just cause I'm in the space doesn't mean I'm the most, the most knowledgeable. So it's like, I've taken, I've taken notes from every single one, <laughs> you know, every, so I did oh, the first seven shows were just me. Cause I didn't know what the hell I was doing, <laughs> but so you know, there's been over, over 75 guests that have come through and like, that's just knowledge after knowledge after knowledge. And I, I think, you know, speaking in the realm of mental health. Now, I'm I'm no doctor, so I just I just can speak on my own experiences. But I feel like the more that you step into your mess, and the more that you share that mess, you realize it's really not that messy, <laughs> right? Right? And, yeah. Like, and there's a lot of power in there. And there's someone that needs to know that you were in that mess that they're in, and you got out of it. And, and you now motivate them to get out of it. So what messes did you have to come through, you know, to get you to where you are now? 
Exactly. That's a great question. And I love how you say that. Like you got to dive into the mess because I think a lot of times, especially in, this, in the world we live in today, everyone wants to run away from the mess. They want to run away from things don't feel good. I remember I went to therapy for a little bit once, not too long. And they're like, just do whatever makes you feel good. I said, if I just do what makes me feel good, how in the world am I ever going to grow? How am I ever going to learn anything? How am I ever going to get to that next level in my life if I just always do what feels good? So for me, with my own personal messes for years, you know, growing up in high school and college, and even today, I always struggled with depression and anxiety. Uh, and it was something to, it got to the point where it was very debilitating. So I couldn't do a single thing in my life without the forefront of my mind focusing on how I thought I was worthless, how I thought I didn't matter, how I thought I couldn't do this or couldn't do that. And it destroyed me to the point where I came a point, I came to a time in my life where I said, okay, I have a choice. I can either keep living in this dark place, feeling sorry for myself and just wallowing in all these things that's going on, or I can get up and I can take little baby steps and one by one by one. I can start to find the ways to pull myself out of this mess and start to live the life that I want to live. And so for me, that's a daily process. I would love to sit here and be like, hey, you know, at 24, I've got myself figured together. Absolutely not. Not even close. This is a lifelong process, as you and I know, Robert. But I have figured out enough things to where when those symptoms come back into my life, when I start to feel anxious, when I start to feel depressed, I know who to turn to. And I know what to turn to to kind of pull myself through and use the proper strategies to get myself out of that place where I can be, you know, using my rational thinking and be where I want to be. Love it. Rational thinking. Look at this. Watch it live from the United Arab Emirates. See, isn't, techno nice. isn't technology something? <laughs> you know, can, can it really is. Fire lives all over the world. It's, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I love your answer there. So, Take me back to when you felt worthless, because I feel like a lot of people, you know, some some men, but I mean, I work with mostly women and I feel like like a lot of a lot of women struggle with their self-worth. So, like, just take me through through a time where, where you dealt with that. Yeah, that I'll tell you my whole entire life growing up, I, I had a wonderful family. But for whatever reason, internally, I always struggle with my self-worth because you know why? I was always comparing myself to everyone else, mm -hmm. thinking, oh, well, these people are like this. And I define that as cool or successful or whatever it is. And since I was defining those people as those certain things, I would look at myself and see the opposite. So therefore, I define myself as worthless. So yeah. you can see how that kind of went through. And, I, and when I was in high schools, particularly when these things really got pretty deep and intense, I really thought that I was never going to be good enough for anybody. I thought I could never do anything right. I thought I was just a waste. And because I was thinking that, I started to tell myself that. And because I was telling myself that, I started to see that. Because our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions, TFA, they're all connected together, right? So what we're thinking is going to determine how we're feeling. And how we're feeling is going to determine how we act. And so you can see how that's just a vicious cycle. But it goes both ways. It can be negative, but it can be positive, too. Yes. Now, for me, I was caught up in that negative side of the cycle for the longest time. And I just was constantly telling myself these negative thoughts. And because of that, it made things a challenge. And I slipped a little bit deeper into depression because of those thoughts and what I was saying to myself. So that's kind of what it looked like for me. And it's still a struggle every day, as it is for all of us. Because think about it. When we walk outside, we're so tempted to compare ourselves with someone else. Or if we go on social media, we're saying, OK, well, these people are doing that. They're getting success. So what do I do? How come I'm not getting success? How come I'm not like that? What's wrong with me? And you can see how these intrusive thoughts, they start coming in and they bombard us up here, Robert. Yep. And when that happens, that's when we're susceptible to falling into depression, 
to anxiety, and then just overthinking to the point where it's going to make us miserable. And so what I always try to do, and when I speak and talk to people, I want to say, okay, look, let's put a stop sign in our, in our mind. Let's say, no, 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 stop. And let's really dive into these thoughts. Like you said before, dive into the mess. And it's about asking ourselves the right questions and saying, okay, why am I telling myself that I'm worthless? And sometimes you got to ask yourself that. And the answer is usually, well, because my classmates said it or because these people said it. And when we start to ask ourselves these questions, we realize that, okay, this is not a rational way to think. And we're able to separate those two things, right, between being rational and between being unrational. And I think that's the process that I work on every day. And I think all of us, it takes time. But when we do this, it's really helpful. Yes, love it, love it, love it. So that last part there, I mentioned usually at least once per show about other people clipping your wings. Mm. You know, that's what it boils down to. Like there's so many people that they have a good idea or, or they, they want to go in a different direction, but someone else tells you you're stupid, you're chasing a dream, you need to focus on this, you shouldn't be doing that. And then people end up taking that to heart and then they don't follow through on it. So one thing I've been told my entire life is that I'm a show off, <laughs> right? I've been, <laughs> been told that forever. Like I was, I was blessed with being tall, lean, and with springy legs, you know? So like I was a high jumper in school. I played above the rim in basketball. Yeah. And then even now at almost 47, I can still hit a 50 inch box jump, you know? Ooh. So it's like, I'm doing, I'm doing my thing. And people are, oh, there's Rob showing off again. Mm. And, and I always respond with, no, Rob is working to his potential. Mm, <laughs> I said I that's like what that. that's what it boils down to. So for me at, at my age, you know, like you're only two years older than my son. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> so it's like, you know, at my age to do a lot of the things that I can still do, I see it as an inspiration. You know, like how many times do you see people once they hit like 35 to 40, they act like their life is over? Yeah. You know, and so it's like I look at it as I'm letting you know, no, if you stay focused, you stay positive, and you put the work in. You can keep your skills a lot later on in life, you know. And then, like I've had, I've had three knee surgeries, and then someone's like, "Well, what are you gonna do if you end up in a wheelchair?" I said, "There's wheelchair Olympics." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like this wheelchair Olympics. Like I'm a competitor. Like that. That's what fuels my soul. So if I ever allowed people to get into that headspace, it would completely ruin me as a person. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's so true. And, and I think what you bring up is an awesome point. I mean, because when we're looking at, at other people's lives, you know, we're always we have that judgmental lens. I love talking about lenses in case you have a yes. lens of hope, judgmental lens. I think it's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. But when we do that, we don't know their backstory. We don't yeah. know what they've been through. We don't know what makes them tick. We don't know what insecurities they have hidden underneath them. We do not know any of that. Yeah. And so for us to go out here and judge somebody because of this or that or make assumptions, it's not only wrong, but it's just plain stupid. Because yeah. you would never go and buy a car if you hadn't done any research on it, right? Exactly. You would never just say, oh, this car looks a certain way. Let me go buy it, and that's that. No, you're going to see the background history. You're going to do the research. So in the same way, we can't pass that judgment and try to clip people's wings, as you were saying, when we have no idea what's all on the inside and what's led them to that moment and what their true motives are because we yeah. simply don't know that. So I think yeah. you bring up a great point. Yes, and I see that in the fitness business so much every every single day because people who come in there's different sizes there's different shapes there's different genders there's different beliefs there's different goals <laughs> you know there's, yeah. there's everything so like i have this one one guy he's 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 a big dude but he's strong you know this mm-hmm. dude is strong so i keep telling him i'm like listen you just have to accept the fact that you have a larger frame than most 
and we're just gonna work on your strength. Don't worry about trying to sprint like me. Just how <laughs> just how like your body isn't built to sprint like me. My body's not built to lift stuff like yours is. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so yeah. it's a give and take. Like I stepped into my power. I didn't look at what I can't do. Right. I look at what I can do and magnify it. And I think so too many times people focus on what they can't do. So they minimize themselves. Do you mm. see do, like, do you see that in your travels? Oh, my goodness. I love what you just said there. And that's so true. Everybody, you know, if you go up to somebody, say, hey, you know, tell me about this or that. They'll tell you like, oh, I'm good at this. And then all of a sudden it's a list of 15 things. Well, I could work on this. Well, I can't do this. Well, I'm not like those people or I have too mm. much like this, apparently. And they just give you this whole background of all the things they can't do. And I understand wanting to be modest, which some people are trying to do. I get that. But at the same time, you do not have to put yourself down. And I deal with this all the time, trying to build people up and say, okay, let's put it this way. Imagine your life is a brick house. You know, you're a brick house. Now, each individual brick represents a different aspect and experience of your life, right? So that's a lot of individual bricks. And what I find is I see so many people who are looking at one little corner of bricks in their house, so to speak where there's just a couple cluster of negative bricks and that's all they ever focus on. And I got to say, Hey, come on, let's take a step back. Let's look how much more is here. There is so much more to your life, so much more to your house than just a couple of those negative experiences or negative bricks. But the scary thing about it, Robert, is that unfortunately, if we never take that step back, we'll spend our whole lives focusing on a couple things, a couple limitations, a couple things we can't do. And then we'll let that define us. And we don't have to do that. And you and I both know that being in this space. But I want to make sure we spread that message to everyone else to remember that. Yes. So you had mentioned about being modest. And I tell people all the time, you better let that inner badass shine. Let it shine. Because think about it. If if you're going to get booked for a gig... Are you going to be like, you know, I think I can wow your crowd. You know, I think I can, I think I can leave them feeling kind of okay-ish at the end of my talk. No. Right. And, and you no, no. wouldn't, and you know, you're a, you're, you're a podcast host as well. Do you want someone on, on your show? That's, that's meek and soft-spoken or do you Absolutely want someone, that's, you want someone that's going to bring the fire? Yeah, you know what I mean? exactly. So it's like, like, I don't understand where the disconnect goes. But I know when we have kids, and I have a bunch of them, <laughs> but, but, but you know, with, like, with our kids, we teach our kids to aim for the stars. Mm-hmm. But as adults, we're like, oh, she thinks she's smarter than everyone. Oh, he, <laughs> he thinks he's this. He thinks she's that. I'm like, whatever happened to spreading our wings and flying? Hey, you know? man, that's true. Yeah, so I decided, like, I'm not going to associate with that negative group. I'm going to spread my wings, and I'm going to fly, and I'm going to hang with the other birds. <laughs> Let's go, Robert. You're getting me fired up, man. I'm loving this. Night. This is great. This is two dudes who are passionate about life. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Doing it. Love it. And uh, the Cyrus Cyrus says, "Thank, thank you, Mr. Scott." I know. I know. In the, the UAE, it's nighttime over there, so he's probably getting getting ready to go to bed. <laughs> so it's a good, nice thank you shout out there for you. All right, so. When did you when did you decide well, well well you said three years ago you started speaking. So like when did when did you realize you had a gift for it? 
Yeah, so that's a great question. Here's the thing. When I was in college, I started out as a sport management major. So what that meant is that essentially I did a lot of internship. I worked for the Philadelphia Eagles uh, in sales. I did marketing for the 76ers because I live in Philadelphia here. And so I was in the whole space of, oh, I'm going to work for a pro team doing sales, marketing, stuff like that. But I got to the point my junior year of college where I said, hold on, I want to do something more with my life. Essentially, I don't want to help a rich man get richer. I'm going to just put it out there. I don't want to do that. But rather, I want to make an impact in somebody's life. I want somebody to say, man, that guy helped me through a struggle. That guy helped me through something. And what I realized junior year when I started writing for this website, I would write about the different experiences that I'd gone through, through my depression and anxiety in life. And I started to get a lot of traction. And people were like, hey, they were connecting with me. And I always loved to speak. And I was like, you know, maybe I could turn this into speaking rather than just writing about it. And, you know, thankfully, I ended up finding this organization called um, Minding Your Mind, who I contracted out by. And they gave me the opportunity to start going into high schools and colleges to talk about the importance of mental health and how to overcome those struggles we all face. And that's where it really started for me. And then since then, I'm starting to build my own brand now called Scotty P Inspiration. And I want to take this to everybody. You know, I want to do, I don't care if you're 99 years old or if you're nine months old, I'm going to get in there. I'm just going to spit. I'm going to go. I'm going to talk. <laughs> we're going to motivate. We're going to do it because I'm tired. You know what I'm tired of, Robert? I'm tired of people talking to me and telling me about how they can't do this. Yeah, I'm tired true. of seeing my friends who are good people beaten down by life and not able to do anything because they said, man, I guess it's just not going to work for me. I'm tired of that. I want people to realize that there is something for you today, right here, right now, and we can find it. And I want to help people feel good about themselves, man. Like we feel good about ourselves. I want other people to feel like that. I'm so tired of seeing people walk around with their heads down thinking they can't do this, can't do that. That's a lie. And it's not true because we can do things. We just got to put that work in sometimes and we've got to address some of that mess. We got to weed through it, weed out the trash and find those little hidden gems and focus on those things. And when we do that, we're going to see our confidence improve. And when our confidence improves, we're going to see the rest the other aspects of our life improve, too. And that's really just what I want to do. And I realized that in college. And then when I graduated, I've been, you know, for three years now doing it ever since. And I want to do it for the rest of my life as long as I'm here. Yeah, it's definitely very rewarding. I absolutely love doing this. And like right when right as COVID hit, I had eight gigs lined up. For the, for the beginning of, of, 20, of 2020, like my father passed away November of 2019. And, oh, and it's, it's, a, it's a good thing because had he survived, he'd, he would have been alone, <laughs> you know, when, once they shut down the hospitals and everything. So he had, he had like, he really had a storybook ending. Mm-hmm. So he had three generations around, around him. All of us siblings, I'm one of seven. So six, six of us were able to make it. One of, one of my sisters couldn't get there. But, you know, his, his, his wife, my mom was there and like, she sang them their song, you know, like he was, he was sedated, but he was able to understand us. And like, we all got to come over give him a hug, tell him we love him and, you know, we'll all be okay. Just rest easy. Mm -hmm. But I had told him before he went into the coma that I'm finally going to do it with the speaking thing. Like I'm finally going to do it. Cause like I went and got trained by uh, Eric Thomas's group and I, I was ready. I was just ready. But just being a solopreneur is just, you know, using the excuse of, ah, I don't have time. I'm busy, you know, just, you know, but, but it's like, I told him, I was like, I'm going to do it. I was like, I'm going to do it. I said, so if, if for some reason you don't pull through this, I'm still going to do it. So just know this is happening. Right. And then, you know, he passes away 
And then I went to work. I started net networking and putting just putting all the work in. And then said I get these eight gigs lined up. My biggest one was a school out in out in Connecticut, like seven hundred students, I want to say. Awesome. And I was I was speaking in a couple hospitals, and and I was and I was ready to go. And then I spoke at I emceed an event, and I was the the featured speaker for an um an obstacle course at Expo, and it was beautiful. It it, it went well. I had the crowd moved, and that this was on a Sunday, that. Monday or Tuesday is when everything shut down. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what the, I was like, is this a sign that I wasn't supposed to do this? <laughs> you know, is that, is that what that is? And then that would have been an easy answer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, oh, you know, you know, you know, the God, God's trying to tell you something or the universe is trying to tell you something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, the universe just said switch avenues. Yeah. And, hey, and so. It. And so I started the podcast and then from the podcast, I I spoken on many virtual stages and, you know, had just virtual connections and it said it's expanding. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's like you want to go here, but you should focus here. You know, it's all about reframing that mind. And the more people understand that, the happier they're going to be and more successful. Exactly. That, that's that's all it's all about. It's perspective. I would say that 90 some percent of this life is perspective. I mean, think about it. We know so many stories of people who have come from horrible environments, of people who are in absolutely deplorable conditions, and yet they find a way to make a name for themselves. They find a way to have some happiness and joy in their life. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we know people who are on the top of the top in this world who are absolutely miserable. And we it's all about that perspective that we choose to have. And that's yeah. a daily battle. Because there's always going to be a reason every single day for you to say, today sucks. I don't want to do this today. This is terrible. This isn't fair. Every day we got a reason for that. But at the same time, every day there's an opportunity for us to be happy. There's an opportunity for growth. There's an opportunity for us to move forward to what we want to be and where we want to be in our lives. And it's just a daily choice that we have to make. No one else can do it for us. It's no, no, no. It's just us. And we have to internally make that decision. And that's something that I always stress when I speak is talking about, hey, look, people can do everything for you. They could do all these different stuff to help you, put you in the right position. But at the end of the day, we still have to make that choice up here that we're going to go for it, that we're going to shut up and grind, (laughs) that we're going to take our mind and put it in the right direction to be happy, to be successful or to change, to chase whatever it is that we want to chase. Once we realize that happiness is not about us. I think that's where it starts to flip for people. Cause right. it's like, it's like when you're miserable, who are you inspiring? Like mm-hmm. when you're miserable, who are you empowering? You know, when you're miserable, who are you leading? Mm-hmm. None of them. You know exactly. what I mean? So it's like when, when you're in that state, that is the ultimate selfishness. And that's something that I had to learn, you know, mm-hmm. growing up, I was managing restaurants and I was kind of like, I, I got into management young. So I was, you know, doing my thing, leading people who were a lot older than me. So I had to puff up the chest and <laughs> yell and just to let them know, damn it, I belong. And so remember having a, having a, a talk with, with my area director, I was a, gen, I was a general manager and he just like, Robert, you know, he's like, you're talented. You know, you have a lot of skill. He's just going through the whole sandwich theory, right? Because I, I knew, I knew he, he was about, about to crush me somewhere. And, <laughs> but, but he's like, he's like, your ceiling is going to be very limited with the way you interact with people. 
Mm. He's like, you know, you're getting the job done, but they don't like you. <laughs> you know, you know, it's like they don't like you. It's like they're here because they're making money. <laughs> you know, so so just one of, the, one of those things where it's like, all right, I need to I need to step back because I'm making it all about me. Right. You know, it's like do it because I said so. I'm the boss. I'm in charge. It's my decision. Like everything was me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. And then once I switched it to how can I better help you? What do you need? What can I do for you? Oh, what's bothering you today? And then that's that's when I started I started to to get the the itch to be well not so much a speaker at this point, but just to be a motivator. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's that instead of ruling ruling with an iron fist. You know, I can I can rule from my heart, you know, my heart and my soul rather than just everything is from, from the head, very robotic. And yeah. then my whole world started to change. And then once I, I, I gave I gave a an all staff meeting where it used to just be me reading all the rules and the regulations. And then I switched it up and I, it was more of a and a you know getting the feedback from, from from them then i took their feedback and turned it into a story and then everyone left floating on cloud 9 i was like that feels kind of awesome yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was like i think i, I think i want to keep doing that and then that's where my my itch came from yeah and, and and you're so right i think when we get out of that perspective it's all about us that's when things truly change and like one of the things that i don't like hearing nowadays is everyone's always says oh you know take care of yourself first you can't help other people if you can't help yourself and i get that that's true you have to take care of yourself but at the same time i think we should be putting more emphasis on focusing on helping other people because when you do it you feel better about yourself and everybody forgets about that. Just like you were talking about, you felt great. You said that feels awesome after you talk to those people. That's yeah. how I feel after I present. You know, the other day I was presenting uh, virtually to a school of about 800 kids. Afterward, you know, I was tired beforehand. I wasn't feeling that great. But afterwards, I felt like I was on this natural high because I went out there, I made a difference in somebody's life. And I didn't make it about me, I made it about them. And I yeah. think when we do that day after day after day, we really live above our feelings. It doesn't matter if we're feeling crappy, if we're feeling good, this or that. We live above that because yeah. we're answering to a call to help other people rather than just focusing about what we want all the time. And that's something I work on every single day. But I think when I'm mindful of it and I'm cognizant of that, I really start to see my happiness level go up in life, honestly, yeah. because I get out of that bubble saying it's just about Scott Prendergast. But rather, I'm like, no, it's not just about Scott Prendergast. It's about everyone else, too. Yeah. And I think that's something that is really important. Yeah, I just want to re- reframe that though, on the take care of yourself because it can have multiple meanings. Right. You know? So you get the meaning of you know go get that pedicure or go get your hair done or go get that massage. Like when when I say it, I say when you step. What size is it on? You know, hey, how it's all backwards. <laughs> it's like where I say step into your greatness, right? When you step into your greatness then helping others is taking care of you. Yes. You know? so, I love the way you put that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So when we're out there doing things that helps other people, that fuels my soul. You know, because mm-hmm. like I could I could drop my gym and do this full time. Mm-hmm. But but I love them. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like, like it's not like they're not just a cost center for me. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're not just a revenue stream. I mean, I have people that have followed me from seven different locations when I've had to move and start over, move and start over. And again, that could have been a situation where I was like, 
maybe I'm not meant to do this. Mm -hmm. You know, then it's like, no, I'm not meant to do this there. It's like that. Like if I'm moving and they keep following, like something good is happening here. Exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so so to me, that's what I mean when I say help yourself. Cause like, like if you're stuck in a career that that's unfulfilling you, like your light is not going to emanate the way it should. Exactly. But, but when you step into your purpose, just like you were saying, you weren't feeling that good, but you're in your purpose. Mm -hmm. And you step down on, onto that stage and then your fire just takes over. And then you don't feel that headache. You don't feel that scratchy throat. Like you don't feel any of that stuff when you're in yeah. that moment, you know? And so you're naturally taking care, care of, of, of yourself. So it's easy to, to, to be like, oh, I hate it when people say that. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? But it's like, because yeah. you, you're already there. So for someone like me, I'm competitive. I can't understand people who aren't. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like, how can you just take losing? <laughs> it's like, I don't get it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I totally understand that. Yeah. So I had started Desire to Inspire with the notion of sharing amazing inspirational stories with people. And then I went to Africa and then the focus kind of shifted, not really shifted, but I kind of started going more in the, I've, I've got to help them. I cannot know what they live, what circumstances they live with and go back home and just say, you know, it's nice to know you. They're my family now. Yeah. So I need to stay involved. I love them. Love it. Yeah. That's, that's a bucket list item for, for me. Come with me. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Like I would love to go, to go on a trip there and just, just to see, you know, definitely watch and, and meet all my friends because they're absolutely amazing. Yeah, no, I can tell because every time you talk about them, you just glow. So like, no, you can tell. <laughs> like that's how you know when someone's found their passion because they light right up. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. I mean, I look at I look at some of the photos of me on the ground in Africa, and I'm dirty. You know, I don't have any makeup on. You know, I had a cold shower, and I think you know what I love. How I look in those pictures on Twitter at RBF underscore fitness and on Facebook at Robert B. Foster. Till next time, shut up and grind.